Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday, everybody. What's happening, Jesse? You good? I'm trying to yeah. play good right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm just. I, I I think I got your computer stuff figured out. I called I called engineering. So see, that's what happens. I like that. That's what yeah. I like about you. You make things happen, and I appreciate that, man. So uh, just to be real with everybody, man, I'll be real. The morning hasn't gone great. It's gone okay, but for the most part, like, we get into the studio, and my computer doesn't work, and then the other computer doesn't work, and we're trying to figure that out, and Jesse does a reboot, and it still pops up on the same screen. So we're all just a little bit confused about kind of what's happening right now, but it doesn't matter. You know, we should be able to make some things happen as Jesse comes in and tries to fix the computer from the back, and honestly, I just don't think it's going to happen, so I'm prepared to use my phone uh, to look up some stats, but uh, welcome in to Football Sunday. I almost said Sports Sunday because we're almost there as Football Sunday is kind of coming to a close. The, it's drawing nigh because the season's almost over again, so we got to jump back into sports and football, or excuse me, and basketball, maybe even some baseball this year. We'll see. I'm sure that'll make Lynch happy, but while Lynch is out on vacation celebrating the holiday with his family, I decided to call in some some backup, some reinforcement. He's a friend of mine. We did some uh, football broadcasting for Grand High School for Table Rock Sports this year. Uh, he's my guy, Mr. Damon Hitcock, uh, representing Portland University, excuse me, Portland Community College as one of the student advisors. Man, how you doing, my guy? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks a lot for inviting me down here. I'm excited to have a good talk. No, man, that's what's up. I'm, I was glad you were able to come. I got a lot of questions to ask you, like a lot of I mean, I, I'm not gonna call them personal questions, but questions that, man, I've, I just, I'm, I'm curious. I want to know what's in the water, man, because you, you, you've got some things happening with some of your, your offsprings that are that are relatively great. So we're gonna make sure we kind of uh, get into that. But uh, you, you're, you're a football guy, yeah? Man, yeah, I'm a good football guy. Watch it a lot. Uh, you're a Giants fan, bro. You're a Giants fan, so that Giants. means you're like a diehard for. You're a glutton for punishment, Loki. Well, recently, but you know, it wasn't that long ago. Eli was my guy. I got my Eli Manning jersey just just ready in case you know he makes a late somewhere comeback somewhere in mothballs right now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I get it. But we're gonna talk some uh, some football, especially man. We got two weeks left of the season this week, next week, and it'll be a wrap. So these are two really important weeks. A lot of playoff implications happening this week, and we'll make sure we get to that. Uh, we're gonna talk a little Oregon Ducks just to start. You know, I think there's a big bowl game next week. Yeah, the Red Box Bowl. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, my son plays for the Ducks. Yeah, and I want to I want to make sure I get a chance to to ask you about. I'm going to mark out a little bit, man. I, I got questions. We actually talked a little bit more of Mario Cristobal last week and his recruiting. So I want to make sure we get a chance to ask you as a parent, uh, really his recruiting style and really what sold you about Oregon. Um, we're also going to do fantasy scramble at 8:30. So make sure you get your start sit questions in, especially right now. This is championship week for a lot of you. Uh, for some weird leagues, they play until week 17. That's kind of weird. I wouldn't do that. But Very weird. But considering all the playoff implications going on this week, it would not shock me if a lot of those guys that were uh, key fantasy studs would actually go ahead and play. So that's going to be at 830. Not sure if we're going to do 845 because 
that's a you know I'm not sure how many people are actually still in the playoffs. Really, for the most part, all the diehard people that are still in is still in the consolation bracket and still want to know who you should start and sit. Make sure you get those into us. You can text us at the Better You Today text line five five three zero five to make sure you can get those in. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of people in, still in the playoffs. We've been giving them good advice all year. You know what? Our advice has been relatively good. Somebody in the studio, I'm not going to say who, ignored the advice last week when we said, man, go, uh, who was it? Someone over Evan Ingram. Uh, Marlon Mack. Yeah, but we all said Marlon Mack, and you decided to go Evan Ingram anyway. How'd that work out? Actually, it didn't work out too bad. So I'm in two championship games today, so there's a lot of, if I hear any good Todd Gurley news, I'll be really excited. If I hear bad Todd Gurley news, I'll probably just leave. Yeah. Uh, West Coast bias today. Uh, I'm not really sure. There's a couple intriguing, intriguing questions, but there's one thing I actually do want to talk about today, and that's the flight of the Baltimore Ravens. They look scary. I think they've kind of gelled at the right time. So we're going to talk about how scary they can be as they move into the playoffs. But first, Oregon Ducks. There's a pretty big game, uh, the Red Box Bowl, which I, honestly I've never heard of before this year. I think it's brand new bowl game. Is this a brand new yeah. bowl game? Well, at least they made up for it by having it at Levi Stadium. There's not too many cooler venues in professional football right now than Levi Stadium. So good for them for putting it there. But it's going to be New Year's Eve. And uh, they're playing a team in Michigan State that I want to say has kind of developed into a bit of a rivalry game. Would you call Michigan State a rivalry with with Oregon right now? I think maybe the the – Pac-12 and the Big Ten are rivals. I don't know if Oregon and Michigan State are natural rivals, but I think, you know, with the historical Rose Bowl, anytime you get teams from those conferences in, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I just think about the last couple of few seasons that the Oregon Ducks have played, you know, Michigan State, and there is the the, the fingertips game where uh, Vernon Adams just missed his receiver just by, you know, a couple inches, and they would have beat Michigan State. And there was a year before where Mariota led a crazy drive to to come back to beat Michigan State the year prior. So I don't know. I don't want to say this is a rival because they've gone back and forth. This is kind of the rubber match of the last three years. So I'm looking forward to seeing that what's going on. This is a game that the, on paper the Ducks should win. Can uh, should we can we agree on that, Jesse? On paper, Michigan State should lose to this Ducks team. I think so. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, the Ducks look really good. In parts, they were they were a little young this year and had some injuries down the stretch. But, you know, from reports I've gotten from my son at practice, it sounds like everybody's back. Well, that's, you know, that's fingers crossed everybody's back. You know, having guys like Tony Brooks James uh, on your roster at this point, is, especially a healthy Tony Brooks James, is going to be huge. I'm not sure how healthy he's been this whole year, but the running game for Oregon is incredibly important, especially to help Justin Herbert out as far as, far as moving the ball. Yeah, and uh, the freshman die, he really came along faster, I think, than a lot of people anticipated. Uh, C.J. Verdell had a great year just kind of pounding the ball, and the Ducks are sort of changing their identity. And, I mean, it's talked about ad nauseum, I know, but they're kind of going from a finesse team to a power team. And the transition actually happened faster than I expected. Like, the difference just from the San Jose State game to, you know, the Washington game was incredible. Yeah, I, I'm – I'll be honest, I didn't really watch any of the the beginning of the season for Oregon. I know that the San Jose State game, I think that was a game a lot of people picked to they could possibly you know, kind of kind of shock Oregon, you know, but they came out and they played really well. I think the one thing people, you know, have kind of slept on the ducks about this year is just the simple fact that they haven't scored 70 points a game. You know, I think over the past maybe 10 years or so, fans have been, you know, kind of spoiled by seeing this great offense, this really fast 
uh, up-tempo offense that now you're just not really seeing that. Again, like you said, they've moved to more of a power team and more of a power rushing team and uh, getting much bigger up front on the offensive line. So uh, I think that's kind of taken fans back a little bit. But as long as you win games, I don't really think anybody is 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 going to to care that much. Uh, you'd be surprised. You hear a lot of rumblings through the stands, even you know as – Oregon is winning. They're winning close games, but they're like, they got to open up the offense. You know, they got to do this. They got to do that. As opposed to just appreciating smash mouth football, which aesthetically isn't always as pleasing as, you know, four wide outs and let's spread the ball around and go up tempo the whole time. And I think that's, that's been the Ducks Achilles heel is just the fact that they haven't been able to play smash mouth and they haven't been able to get uh, in the, on the one yard line and really punch it in unless you have a guy like a Royce Freeman or, uh, they've been really lucky to get guys like Kenyon Barner and some other, you know, really great backs over the past few years. LaMichael James, to name a few, you know, LeGarrette Blunt. So, I mean, if you look at that great group of running backs, again, you've been spoiled. What can you do with uh, a group of people who aren't as dynamic and are just more of kind of power backs? Well, I mean, I think Alabama sets the blueprint. You know, they're in the playoffs every year. They, it seems like they win the national championship at least every other year. Um, I would try to copy a lot of what they do and I think that's what Cristobal is doing yeah that's exactly what he's doing you know I, I think last year his his offensive line average was like six foot five 315 pounds you're getting big and beefy up front that is definitely not the size of lineman that we've had at Oregon especially under Chip Kelly who liked the um, fleeter of foot type of of offensive line well then Cristobal wants to run that power game um, he wants a power back, and he, he's doing that on both sides, the offense and the defensive line. When you look at what kind of talent he's bringing in, you you look at who the best offensive linemen were for this team this year. It, you probably could say they were freshmen. That that bodes well for you know their sophomore, junior years, which means going ahead, this is going to look, it's going to be more sustainable. Right now, you're you're doing it on the back of young guys. Um, and as we know, at the college ranks, you get to a point in the season where it's hard to maintain that level because um, it's just such a, a higher level of play than you you get at high school level. Yeah, and also yeah. I, I think coaches in the, in the Pac-12 are really tired of being pushed around by other conferences. This is going to be a huge, huge game. Already the Pac-12 hasn't started well in the bowl season. You know, thank you very much, Herm Edwards and Arizona State. But this could be the chance for the Ducks to go out there and really right a lot of the wrongs and – how much of a of a turnaround would it be to go from a, a I think they had six how many games did they win last year six games four games like five four or five four yeah, or five it, it so, was a disappointing season to go last from year. four or five to nine wins in a year that's huge and if the Ducks can do that I mean just already there they've made news with the uh, with recruitment and everything like that and you know getting the number one recruit and I know we got to wrap up but. This is really what you've been looking for. And if they win nine games this year, what's the ceiling next year and moving forward? Well, I think the ceiling, especially if the QB comes back, you know, they're going to probably be preseason top 10. The recruiting class was, you know, what, best ever in Oregon history. And a lot of the team was really young. Yeah. So I'm excited about the future. Okay. Uh, coming up next, man, we're going to get into uh, – we're going to get into this playoff race. There, there's a lot of stuff happening today. It's a really important week, and I believe next week is going to be an equally as important week. And so we'll talk about that when we come back right here on The Fan. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not angry. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 
So I'm not sure if anything could be any further from Christmas and Hollis with Run DMC. I'm you, honestly you want not something sure. that's not in the system. I'm trying to play it off the computer. <laughs> the system's not playing it off the computer. Oh, I, I just things are just all messed up today, yeah. man. Things yeah, are I all thought maybe it was today. the remix, and I just oh, hadn't heard no. this. Version. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm waiting, waiting for it, and it could, still could be very well could be the remix. Well, I just don't think. So. I kept asking you. I, I I honestly have never heard Christmas in Hollis, so I had to ask. It was like, is it explicit or not? And you never answered if it was explicit or not. So. No, it is, and it's clean. Yeah, I, I thought it was clean because it's a Christmas song, but you, you just never know so with some of the music that Rashad brings up. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. Uh, I don't know. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you come up with music for us to play, it typically is not in our system. Well, well, well we got to find it. I like, man, I like exclusive music. What? Don't mad at me because I don't have the stuff that, you know, Dirt and Sprague play. Trees. That's there the one. Yeah. That's right. the one. We'll play yes. that. We'll play that when we come back. Uh, we got a message here on the uh, Better You Today text line. It says the Ducks uh, went to a bowl game last year, so they had to win at least six games. I didn't know that I was, you know, computer won't work, so I can't even look that up right now. Yeah, it was a but, disappointing bowl experience. Was that what it was called? The disappointing bowl? Yes. More than likely. Okay. Well, hopefully this year that's not the case uh, with the Oregon Ducks. But um, I wanted to get into there. there's, you know, we're starting to wrap up the football season. We're starting to get a, I would say, a pretty clear picture of the playoffs. But honestly, I don't think that's the case. Like, we have a, there's a lot happening today. So, the Baltimore Ravens, who we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, won a game last night. Another one. Actually, I think this is, uh, is this four out of five, Jesse? Uh, for Baltimore? Yes. I want to say that, like, ever since Lamar Jackson uh, has come in, they haven't lost. So that's been about five games. I, th- I think it's six point. in a row. Wow. So the Baltimore Ravens are definitely trending forward, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. But they're in a position right now to where they could possibly win their division or lead their division with a Pittsburgh loss. Now, Pittsburgh may have – I don't know if there's a, a tougher road – um, for them to really get to the playoffs right now. Last week, uh, Ben Roethlisberger had a a good game, and they went in there and they were able to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots at home, uh, making their record against the Patriots ten and four over the past like fifteen years or so, like that. So he went out there and played really well. Now he has to turn around and go into New Orleans and beat Drew Brees and company, a team that a lot of people still believe can make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I think they should make it all the way to the Super Bowl. They've been the best team I've seen this year. So you so you're so the Saints to you are a better team than the Rams. Yes. I'd I'd love to know why. Well I think one, they're a little bit deeper. Uh the last few weeks the Rams have really showed that, you know, paying money to all those guys up front, there's no backups. So they look tired. And, you know, hopefully for my fantasy purposes, Gurley plays today. But I would really understand if the Rams just sat him, and if I was the coach, I would probably sit him. That that makes sense. I would I would be okay with that. I'm just I look at this Rams team and I say I think they have everything in place to be good right now and to win. You know, today we've seen uh, Drew Brees and, and this team get relatively far. We've seen them win a Super Bowl, but for the past few seasons, when they do get to the playoffs, they tend to kind of lay an egg. You know, at, at a point, I just I've I've found out that I just can't really trust. 
Drew Brees in that situation a lot of times. So I don't, I don't, I don't know about the Saints right now. I mean, the Rams, I don't know either. Nobody on that team is proven. There's not one proven guy on the Saints. But I look at the Philadelphia team like there wasn't one proven guy. Nick Foles was 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 proven. Not really. I, I look at it this way right now. The, the All the teams that you were like four weeks ago, you're like, lock, lock, lock. Put them like we got like four teams that can play for the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Kansas City, not playing their best football. Rams, not playing their best football. Saints, not playing their best football. They were, and, and this is sometimes the problem in the NFL is that you hit your stride midseason. You don't hit at the end of the season, which is where you want to hit you know your stride look at um look at the chargers the last two weeks you were in a, a dog fight with oakland last week and then this week you lost to baltimore you could not move the ball i don't know what their game plan was it, it, they they didn't want to run the ball at all yesterday they wanted to try to keep passing the ball against that elite secondary which wasn't working um you, you know you every single one of these stories teams have started to catch up to patrick mahomes when i look at the saints what i think the saints have going in their corner. It's kind of the same thing that I think of like what green Bay had in their corner for so long. You have this, this big, like lumbering figure in, in drew Brees, like this guy who in the fourth quarter, it gets in the back of your head that these guys can just come back. These guys can just come back. And you've seen that so many times with a team like green Bay, where you, you see Aaron Rodgers put him on his back. You can do that with, with a guy like Drew Brees, you don't fear that with a guy like Jared Goff. You're more afraid of Todd Gurley. Jared Goff, you're like, dude's throwing six interceptions the last three games. We're good. Like, we're not afraid of him. Patrick Mahomes, I was afraid of him in the beginning of the season. Now he start. He looks like a really good quarterback. Looks like he's going to be an elite quarterback. But at the same time, he's not throwing six inter- six touchdowns every game. Didn't throw an interception the first five six weeks of the season. Now he's in double digit interceptions. Like you can make story like cases that all these guys that were the elite Super Bowl contenders have fallen back to the pack. Well, I think the, I think the Mahomes thing. I mean, and we can kind of you know push it to the side if we want to. I think the Kareem Hunt situation has a lot to do with why Mahomes has regressed over the past. Hills few weeks. hurt. Hills, Sammy uh, Hills, Hills hurt. hurt. You know, and all of a sudden he's forcing things. You know, uh, Tariq Hill. And Lynch kind of talked about this, you know, or no, excuse me, I think it might have been Swag that talked about this last week. Is uh, Tariq Hill may be in the conversation for MVP? Should be. If you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do, man, hey, who is he getting the ball to a lot of the time? And when Tariq Hill beats people, it's not close. They're not even in the picture on the screen on TV. Like he, yeah, beats he's them amazing. Real, real bad. So he should be one of those guys that's there. But you look at what's happened around his team right now. Lots of people have gotten hurt. The defense. It's still the Chiefs defense, even with Eric Berry back. You know, you you still don't really know what to, to expect. Mahomes has been the one shining, uh, the, the one shining spot of the Chiefs right now. And really, they control their own destiny. All they have to do is not suck for the next two weeks, and they wrap yeah. up that number one seed. And as long as they get home field, I don't I don't know if there's any team in this AFC that's going to beat them at home. I Honestly, think I don't think there's uh, a team in the AFC. And right now, the, the one team we're not talking about, and we should talk about, is the Houston Texans. Houston, all of a sudden, they've they've figured things out. Deshaun Watson has figured things out as a quarterback. Or Lamar the Miller Ravens. looks okay. Oh, the Baltimore Ravens. We, again, I got mm. a, we got a whole segment for the Baltimore mm. Ravens. Like I think they're gonna. We've been mm. saying that for five weeks. Like no, oh, no, 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 no. That is not a sustainable team in the playoffs with that offense. Not that, not but, not sustainable. But here's the thing, they've won a a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer with a similar offense. Actually, an offense that was nowhere near as good as this. No. And then they went in no, and won this another. this quarterback's awful. 
this listen, you, you he's Lamar, a little Lamar bit Jackson different. is not Lamar Jackson is not a great Awful. quarterback yet. He can Awful. grow into one, but they're one in this wing Tim Tebow. or whatever this is. Man, he's and Tim Tebow went to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and now we're excited. You know this. He, he went to the playoffs. He won a game, and that was about what I think Lamar Jackson can do. He can win a game in the playoffs, maybe, and it's not him that's going to win the game. It'll be his defense. But this defense, but Tim Tebow's defense was good then. They weren't as good as this Ravens defense. So, and that's so the thing. And this <laughs> defense could stifle Mahomes. I'm I'm not worried about this defense if I'm Kansas City because I'm not worried about the offense. I think you put 17 points up against Baltimore, you're good. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I've been against Baltimore all season. I don't like watching them. Um, no, it's boring. It's yeah. boring. But, I mean, you can beat Baltimore. At, I mean, teams have done it. Uh, not very good teams have done Denver beat Baltimore this year. And granted, it was early in the season. But this team has a lot of holes, and they're hiding it with good defense. No, I mean, And I think there's a lot of great teams that were hiding their holes with good defense. I mean, like that. And they're peaking. teams that won Super Bowl. The thing, so they're the peaking thing at is, the right though, time. is you have teams like, like let's just put the Saints. Saints have lots of defensive talent and awesome offensive talent. Uh, that's a team I easily put over Baltimore. Same thing with the Rams. I do it with New England still. I, um, I, I, I would still probably put Kansas City over them, although I think they don't have a very good defense. I would, put, I would still put the Chargers over Baltimore, despite what well, happened in LA yesterday. Well, well, we'll get to Baltimore because again, I want to make sure that we don't, we, we don't forget about that part. But what, what should be said is. Uh, that defense is scary, and I don't think any quarterback really wants to go up against them, and they have nothing to lose right now. They're pretty much playing with house money. Uh, we have to talk New England. Terrible two weeks for my Patriots. I think everybody knows that. In fact, social media won't let me forget it. Yeah, they're falling you know, apart rapidly. They're falling apart. Uh, the Josh Gordon situation is really, really unfortunate. You know, you you football aside, sports aside, man, you want to hope people are – are safe and you want you want to make sure that people are healthy and mental health is something that people often don't talk about you believe if you're rich or if you have money uh what worries should you have and right um that's that's definitely not the case and josh gordon continues to suffer for it so uh as a patriots fan i'm disappointed to see him go but uh as a fan of people you know i hope that he's okay and i hope that he's able to work out uh, whatever issues he has going yeah, on and get the help he needs you know and that I, is what matters you know mental health is is something that it, it goes Often nobody talks about it. It's con- con- I think a lot of people see it as being soft or, you know, just deal with it or man up or some of those things. So it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And if undiagnosed, man, can really lead to some some bad things, some dark places in your life. So yeah. hopefully Josh Gordon gets the help he needs. But that aside, the Patriots are down another receiver. Uh, Julian Edelman is old. Uh, Gronkowski is not uncoverable anymore. Uh, Brady can barely throw the ball from me to you. Uh Things look bleak. Sony Michelle might be the one right spot of the team right now, but you got a defense that's still shaky. You've got uh, corners. That's generous. Yeah. No, shaky is being very generous because I was about to go really bad on their secondary, which is completely trash. Losing Malcolm Butler, who was just an okay corner, uh, now you see exactly how bad the secondary is. You have no problem shredding them up anytime. Um, the Patriots look old, and it's going to take a, a, a Tom Brady Christmas miracle for for them to be pulled through. I, I honestly think they this team, they're this is probably of all the teams next to maybe Baltimore or the Titans who are still pushing to get through, the Patriots are the worst team of the bunch right now. Well, Father Time is undefeated and we knew it would catch up to Tom Brady at some point. Um he actually held it off longer than I would have thought. And, you know, 
I, I think he's had a great career, and he may still have one more surprise left in him. And, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots and can easily turn it around and man up for a month and end up back in the Super Bowl. There's no, there's no coach of, of any of these guys. There's not one coach that I trust more than Bill Belichick, but Belichick can't put on pads and go out there and, and play. So it's going to come down to some of these guys making plays, uh, Hogan and um, – I don't know. Is Dorsett. LaFell, Dorsett. Is Brandon LaFell still on the team? Like, I don't even know who their receivers are at this point. So that's cause for concern. So uh, that's the that's the AFC. Um, we didn't really talk too, too much NFC. I want to get to that a little bit later. Uh, but coming up next, you have start, sit questions. Make sure you send them in to the Better You Today text line 55305. We're going to get to that next on the Fantasy Scramble. But first, Jesse has sports <laughs> Never heard the song, Jesse? No. This is a classic. It was really? on the first A Very Special Christmas in like 88. Yeah, I think this is an album made by Jimmy Iovine. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just he, his dad had just passed away. I know this because I saw a documentary about Jimmy Iovine called uh, um, The Defiant Ones, about he and Dr. Dre and, yeah, and everything. Very good. And a, an incredibly good. Five-part series, super good. But he said his dad had just passed away and he loved Christmas music. And so Jimmy Iovine being a really successful music producer for guys like um, Tom Petty and um, who else did he work with? A uh, bunch of people. Everybody. Who did the Bono? Everybody. You know, you two. Um, but he wanted to make this album and he put all these songs on there. And this is probably the one song that's most known from. It was the only original. So yeah. everything else was a cover. You know, Whitney Houston was on it, U2. Uh, but it's a very good album. I had it as a kid, and I think it's probably on my title now. Yeah, so shout out to Run DMC for still making this classic music. Because I hear this at least every Christmas. We yeah. open carols with it. We'll be doing it really? tonight as a family. Yeah, and this is this will be on there. This is a great Christmas karaoke song as well. Yeah, so this is, our, this is our intro for the day. This is a very special intro for um, Fantasy Scramble. So we wanted to make sure we get to all of our start sick questions. And we're getting a few in here. We're not getting... As, as many, because again, most people are in their consolation brackets. And if you're anything like me, I don't care who wins now. Like, I'm, I'm already out. And so, unless I'm getting third place in the cash prize, I could care less. So, I'm I getting have a, neither. Two championship games getting ready to go. Okay. So, first question was um, half point PPR. I've uh, been asking you guys this tough question for the last three weeks. Uh, Jordan Reynolds, uh, Gabriel, Cameron Brait, Sean Hamilton, or Robbie Anderson? I assume you just need one of them. So, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to go with there as well. I know that you're probably thinking, oh, Josh Reynolds, you know, he he had a lot of targets last week. And I, I feel like he is a low floor, possibly high ceiling, where I think Robbie Anderson, no Quincy Anunwa this, this week, um, really is starting to come on with uh, Sam Darnold under center. I know it took a whole season, but that connection's finally starting to to work out. I agree. He's looked really good um, on and off. Last week was pretty good. I have him on one of my uh, championship teams. Um, I don't know. I, I want to say Reynolds. Um, Robbie Anderson. Let's make it a clean. Let's make it a clean sweep. Uh, 
next question. Half point PPR, Gronk or Jamal Williams? Uh, I think I would go Gronk today um, just for the simple fact that the Patriots are down a bunch of receivers. He's clearly going to be their number one. Um, and you're a homer? Well, I mean, but at the same time, I want I, I want to win. I'm, I'm a winner. You're playing against the Bills. The Bills aren't great at anything, um, so they're not great at football. So I'm going to go ahead and say Gronkowski would be the play today just because he – count on him being targeted a lot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, anytime you can pick Gronk. Uh, also, you probably drafted him high, so I think you have to start him. And, and if you've been rolling with him, you know, Dan's who brung you. Gronk and who? Uh, Gronk and Jamal Williams. Gronk, Gronk or Jamal Williams. Running back. Yeah, Running back. I, I – man – uh, Jamal Williams going up against the Jets. Um, I think you can't go wrong either I, way, but I, it's one of those things. I think I would probably go the same. There is bit. an extreme temptation with Gronk, uh, knowing that Josh Gordon's not going to be there, and Gronk looked a lot better last week than he has, but at the same time, that's saying something. He has not been good this season. Not to say Jamal Williams has been great, um, but there really isn't anybody else there to take touches away from Jamal Williams either. Um, they... I, I honestly would probably play Williams over Gronk because that means you're you're playing another tight end. You're not playing Gronk at your tight end position. So uh, oh, you yeah, obviously so a flex spot. Yeah, so you're obviously not thinking a ton of Gronk right now if you're playing another tight end in front of him and you're thinking about playing him in the flex. Jamal Williams, once again, I think this is a guy who at least gets in the end zone by by default. Breeze or Roethlisberger? This is a pretty interesting one. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go Drew Brees. Um, he's still Drew Brees. It's still the regular season. Um, they're really still playing for that for that number one overall seed. They know they can't really slip over the next couple of games because the Rams are right on their heels. So I'm going to go Drew Brees and his group of receivers and running backs. I'd take Roethlisberger myself. I think um, he's been airing the ball out a lot. Uh, they're down to their third running back, who's pretty good, Samuels. Uh, oddly enough, he's also a tight end on the fantasy Thing, so I'm playing him there but Big Ben has really been throwing the ball around a lot today and uh, I think he'll have a big game because they need the win no it's it's been a less consistent Drew Brees since they got uh, Melvin Ingram back they've gone definitely more back to their ground game to the roots of what was successful for them last season um, not to say that Drew Brees isn't a great quarterback and you can't have great success through the air but they made a, a concerned effort to go to the running game last year. It worked for them. They went back to it this year um, when they got Ingram back. I, as, I understand the trepidation to Ben Roethlisberger. Road Roethlisberger is not nearly as good as home Roethlisberger, and he is going to be out home against New Orleans, and the Saints have played better. But I think he's going to be slinging the ball, and a guy like Drew Brees, probably not going to sling it as much. Uh, Let's see. Him coming in. Yeah. Uh you said you're in two fantasy or you're in two fantasy championships today, yeah? I am. Um is are they are they cash leagues? Yes, two cash leagues. I don't want to talk too much about it and jinx it because I'm also third in my big money league. Um, but you better be quick on that dump button once the ten o'clock game starts, because if it goes south. You know. We don't have a dump button right now. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. So yeah, so Mike you got kind of candid in here. Jesse, man, how is your season wrapping up? But I knocked uh, Lynch out of the semifinals last week, so that was uh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, it was. I, I base. I was up ten. Uh, Julian Edelman, and he had uh, Brandon Cooks and Tom Brady, and I was like, oh, 
uh, this is not looking good for me, and I managed out the uh, three-point win. So uh, that worked out. I'm in a, a semifinals this week. Sorry, guys. I'm one of those t- in one of those leagues that Ooh. goes to week 17. I don't mind it. I think it That's just weird. adds another element of strategy to how you play your your um, your schedule. And it is weird. It, it might be the last year we do it, but um, honestly, it does add a different dimension of how you prepare for the playoffs. It just adds more anxiety because if you're already banking on great players not doing a whole lot in week 17, now I got to depend on the backups and sometimes the backups back up because most people are hurt at that point. So uh, not a big fan of it. It doesn't matter. My team's in the consolation bracket. And like, so we, I'm scoring points all of a sudden. Like my team hasn't scored points all That's season. The worst. Then all of a sudden they're scoring 135 points a game. Awesome. Thank you guys. But it, it doesn't really matter. Too little too late at this point so i've completely given up on fantasy i'm i'm going for my uh third third straight finals appearance in this league nice uh and five out of six out of the last six so i i dominate this league so you're not well liked in that league uh no last year um see this is another thing that we did we have we have some unique rules one of them was we're, we're responsible adults we don't need a trade deadline which last year they proved we do because it was uh the team that was that I bumped out of the playoffs, traded all of their good players to the team I was playing in the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> and I still crushed them. So that's fantasy football yeah, karma. Yeah, it's good. exactly. It was Jesse karma forgot coming to say back. that he uh, plays with a bunch of like seven. I don't I actually have some very him. good players in this league. There's a couple that are you know tacos of the league. If you follow the the old FX show, show. Of the league, yeah, right. Uh, we have a couple tacos, but we definitely have several Pete's in our league that make it very difficult. Well, that is our fantasy scramble, I believe. That is our, maybe our last one. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we have a show next week, do I, we? I, I don't know. That's Mike's domain right there. He's usually the one that lets us know what our shows are. But, um, I mean, I guess if you still have any, we still have another segment if you get it in for that next segment. Well, yeah, we definitely can get you uh, get your questions answered. Yeah. Uh, you still got about 17 minutes until... That part closes, so make sure you get all your start sit questions. This into is the us, worst if you still time have to make any. changes. It really is because now you're you're you're, you're struggling. To probably anxiety has kicked in a little bit, and you just want to make sure you kind of get it over with. Okay, coming up next, man, we're gonna go back to the NFC and look at that title pic- or look at that playoff picture, and that's how we're gonna kind of wrap up this next hour, uh, and then we're gonna talk a little more foosball while we're watching Red Zone. Coming up next on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Just just out of, you know, just for everybody's own peace of mind. I did not request this song. I did. This is my daughter's favorite song. Christmas song. Mariah used to be so bad. I don't see what's wrong with this song. What's wrong with this one? Just not hard enough for you? No, it's it's just one of those Christmas songs that I like. To quote my girl, I never have to hear again, you know? So it's just kind of one of those things. Like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. For how much bad Christmas music out there? I'll, oh, there's I'll a lot of bad Christmas day. music. No. You know, when I worked at Music Land, uh, old CD store when I was oh. in uh, college, we had this one with barking dogs where it was just dogs barking all the Christmas songs and we had I'm to sure listen to it all day. I'm sure there are people that would love day. that. I'm they sure there people that would absolutely love that. They'd request it. We'd have to listen to it in a store. Just barking dogs all no, day. It was terrible. You. No, thank you. 
Uh, so we are still talking NFL playoff picture. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, about the NFC. We kind of started talking NFC, um, but we kind of veered away as we talk more and more about the AFC. But currently, the Saints at 12-2 and two, uh, have clinched the uh, a playoff spot, looking to get first uh, to get a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Hopefully a win today against Pittsburgh would ensure that. But right on their heels are the Los Angeles Rams, uh, a team who I think most of us figured would be in this position as the year ended. You know, the Rams started incredibly hot, never really cooled off, although, as Jesse kind of alluded to earlier, Goff not making some of the best decisions down the stretch. But they are still right there in the thick of things. They will get a first-round bye as well. Um, But as we start looking at the other teams, this is the question I want to ask. We start looking at the wild card teams. And for now, for now, things could change. Uh, you've got the Bears, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. Of those four teams, which of them is likely to make the most noise in the playoffs and possibly make it all the way to the Super Bowl and maybe even win the Super Bowl? We've seen it happen before where wildcard teams catch fire mm-hmm. and run all the way through the playoffs because they have nothing to lose, most notably for me, as a Pats fan, and for you as a Giants fan, the 8-8 eight and eight Giants from, was it 2008? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So so that Giants team who kind of limped into the playoffs and knew that they had to win every single game, um, and they did from that point forward. So it can happen. We've seen it happen. But of these four teams, which of them is most likely to kind of have a, a similar path? I think the Seattle Seahawks. So they're the they're the most complete of those teams and have the best quarterback. I refuse to say anything good about the Cowboys ever. Uh so I hope they lose out and don't win any more games. But Russell Wilson is starting to play well and he's won a Super Bowl. He's been there. The defense has been surprisingly good and their running attack is good. You know, Carson and Davis or Penny, you know, all three of them have been getting it done. And you know, Russell can make just enough plays to get him over the top. Uh, Chicago has a better defense, but, you know, Trubisky is untested. And, you know, so there kind of remains to be seen. But I like the Seahawks. Yeah, so Russell Wilson, 3,000 yards on the season, 31 touchdowns, uh, among one of the best seasons that he's had as far as throwing the football. But also Chris Carson, almost 1,000 yards in the year, 913, uh, has a chance to really break 1,000. The first 1,000-yard rusher the Seahawks will have had since beast mode. Uh the Seahawks look like the one team that they're familiar with where they, where they are right now. You know, I think there's only been one, uh, a few seasons where they've come in uh, as a, um, as a, as a favorite, as a team that was the favorite or as with home field advantage. And now you're looking at a team who is right in the position that they're used to being in, which is underdog. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly how the Seahawks like it. This is a team that on this show, myself, Mike Lynch and Jesse all kind of said, yeah, the Seahawks are done. And I had to come out and apologize because I was incredibly wrong. Uh, Chris Carson um, shocked a lot of us. Russell Wilson uh, obviously is, has been Russell Wilson. The offensive line has been much improved as far as making sure. A big surprise. Making sure Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt. And then the defense. The defense, which lost a Cam Chancellor and which lost the Richard Sherman a couple seasons ago, have found out a way to keep things moving. And I think that's the part that's the most surprising uh, about the Seahawks team because I don't think anybody – Anybody saw that. So, mind you, they've they, they won games against 
the Packers, the Panthers, and the 49ers. Hey, you beat who you're supposed to beat. You, you beat who's on your schedule, exactly. But those aren't necessarily playoff playoff teams. The Vikings, yes, but a uh, big loss to the 49ers last week. They really could have helped you as far as possibly, um, you know, getting not having to play uh, away from home. away from home. So that definitely hurt, especially in that first uh, wild card game. But then they have the Chiefs coming up tonight, five twenty, prime time. Russell Wilson in prime time is unstoppable. I believe the the stat in prime time is Russell Wilson is sixteen and two. Wow! So when he plays with the right lights, there are very few quarterbacks who play better and respond better than Russell Wilson. What do you expect from tonight's game against the Chiefs? Um, I expect really the defense to step up and make life hard on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a lot of Brett Favre in him and that he kind of slings it all around. And as a coach, that would drive me insane. You know, the backwards pass he does, throwing the pass with his other hand. But I think Seattle's defense will make him pay, and then they'll turn around and make the game grimy. Kansas City's defense isn't all that great, and Seattle likes to run, hold the ball, so I think, you know, the lower scoring it is, the better Seattle's chances are of winning. And I really think they'll win tonight. How much of a fraud, if any, is the Dallas Cowboys? I think the Total Dallas fraud. Cowboys are. I mean, I, I think they're one of the As much that, as the Baltimore Ravens are a fraud. I'm, 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 not, I'm not picking a side. I'm asking. They're the same team. They are basically. I mean, I think the Baltimore Ravens are a slightly better think, version of that Dak team, is, but they are the Dak same is better thing. Than, uh, yeah, Lamar I think Jackson. Prescott's better. Well, than, yes, but the defense Ezekiel of Baltimore Elliott. is better than the the defense of Dallas. So I, in this case, the strengths of the team being the defense, Baltimore slightly better. Yeah, I mean, I can take that. I, but I they're the same team, watch right? One. Yeah, exactly. You you don't want to watch them. Their offenses are just pathetic. Their defenses are really good. They both want to run the ball, slow the game down, limit possessions. They are the same team. How much faith do we have in the Dallas Cowboys? Of of the four teams that are in that are currently standing in the wild card for the NFC, which are Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and the Minnesota Vikings, are they the worst of the four? I wouldn't want to say worst just because, you know, they're in the playoff hunt. But I think they may have the most approved because they're the most unproven. None of those players have ever done anything. Yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely see that. But we've seen lots of teams uh, of people who are unproven, i.e. the Seattle Seahawks that went in there and beat the Denver Broncos. A bunch of guys on that team that nobody knew would be very good. And what do you know? They went out there and gave one of the most dominant defensive performances that you will ever see. So it's not to say that it can't happen, but – I think of these of the four teams. I don't know if Dallas is the most unproven. I think they are. I just I'll say it. I just think they're the worst of of the four. I mean, of the of the four teams, I think they have the worst quarterback um, of the four teams that are in the wild card. I don't think you he's think better. Prescott's worse than Trubisky. I think Trubisky is going to be good. I think I honestly do. I think I think Prescott is all over the place. Prescott had a guy in Des Bryant and still couldn't figure it out. Now, mind you, with Amari Cooper, he's. He was able to find a rhythm towards the end of the year, but it took having a great receiver in Amari Cooper to kind of, you know, bring him out of his funk that he's still kind of in. So, yeah, I think Trubisky is kind of better than than him right now. I think he's got a – sorry. Well, I, I mean, Trubisky's well, look right at what Dak Prescott's had to work with. Guys like Rod Streeter, Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley, Ter- uh, Terrence Williams. Like, the none of these guys are number ones, probably not even number twos. They're all, like – number three, number Bums. four guys. Yeah, literally. Your number one receiver 
in your career, basically, has been Jason Witten, an old, worn-out tight end. I'm sorry, Des Bryant was not great when he had when Dak had him. Des Bryant was slow, couldn't separate, and he did not complement the way that Dak likes to play exactly. the game. But at the same time, that same Des Bryant a year prior was was killing with uh, with Tony Romo. And so that's all of a sudden, to- Tony so Romo sudden, likes to throw the ball like just no. But jump all of a sudden, a quarterback it. who can't make any throws, man, all the, now. Now, all of a sudden, Des Bryant can't play because well, his quarterback Dak can't Prescott's make throws. Well, Prescott's not Tony Romo. But, I mean, Des is, was getting older and, you know, I I, mean, I I understand. I understand. But you don't go from one season being a, being a good receiver and coming inches away from going to the next round of the playoffs to, oh, well, now he just can't catch the ball. Now he doesn't know how to run routes. No. all the time. Look at Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, he's still in the Thomas league. quarterback. And, and they literally who's, came in the, sa- the league at the exact but, same time. But who's Demarius Thomas's quarterback? That matters. Wide receiver is the one position in the NFL that's completely predicated on somebody else. If, you're, if your quarterback is Brock Osweiler, Fuller doesn't look good. Uh, right you know now, saying? Demarius Thomas, in fact, for almost half the season, Demarius Thomas's quarterback has been Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, and he's yeah. had one good game. He had more good games with Case Keenum than he's had with Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying, you have a better yeah. quarterback in Deshaun Watson, and they have, they've needed a number two there in Houston because Kiki QT is gone. Will Fuller tore his ACL. Like, who's that number two? There is no number two. It's DeAndre Hopkins or nothing because – at wide receiver, it is. It's one of those things. Once you can't create that separation that you were, if that's the receiver that you were, right? Or once again, like, sure, Des, Des could probably still do things because he's so big and physical, but he can't separate. And that's not the way that Dak throws. He doesn't throw it up for you to get it. But Des has never been a, a, a Tariq Hill a guy that could separate. No. He's never been that guy. No, but he's never been able career. to get a little bit he's been, of separation. He's been, able to get, he's been able to get open at points, but it took a guy like Tony Romo who could put the ball wherever he wanted to. No, Tony Romo, is not that guy. Tony Romo tosses it downfield the the way that a guy like Brett Favre liked to toss it down the field. Go up, go get it. If not, it's interception. Oh, well. And Des Bryant made a career of going up and going to get it. You know, right, but the once thing. the hops go, you, you know, your catching goes. I don't know. I, I, I think Dallas didn't really do a great job of supporting that. But that's a whole different story, and we can get there at some other point. But that's the NFC playoff picture. Want to make sure we dive into that. Uh, coming up next, man. I honestly don't know what we're going to do next. What are we going to do next? Freestyling. Maybe more NFC playoff picture because we really got sidetracked again. I yeah, don't know. Maybe more of that. Or I could ask a dad who about what it's like to possibly have the best 12 months ever. Ooh, That's ooh, coming ooh, up ooh, next. Ooh, 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 ooh. One last thing. Go ahead. One last thing. For that person that was uh, doing the uh, Ben Roethlisberger versus Drew Brees, I did go out and research that a little bit more. This is Drew Brees over the last three games. The last three games, 531 yards passing, two touchdowns, Four turnovers. Ooh. Just saying. There you go. So keep that, that in right. mind. Hopefully, it's you don't have you have enough time to go ahead and change. Uh, coming up next, man, we're going to talk to a proud dad who's doing super cool things right here on the fan.